the things that keeps me going yeah like that thought like if I close like I always say like all I could do in that hardest moment all I had left was my breath Mm -hmm. and as long as I kept breathing I was okay yeah because if I started losing my breath then I knew like okay but I always had my breath yeah and that was just a huge signal whether it was subconscious or me not realizing that I have it but like just keep breathing is so real when you're going through something so hard hello welcome to let's get woo podcast where we talk about all things life mystical real and everything in between what does that mean no idea let's let's just get started with our conversations also if anything from this show resonates with you please consider just gifting me the act of kindness of sharing this on your socials to help spread the community and the conversation wherever it wants to go thank you so much for being here i appreciate you let's get woo woo Okay, so we're here with Aruba. She's a dear friend from my yoga teacher training. We graduated in April of this year, so about seven months ago. Yeah, yeah. And she, I'm just going to have her share her story here. Um, go ahead. Yeah. First, I want to say thank you for having me. This yeah. is so exciting, and I'm so happy to be here and do this with you so thank you so much thank you yeah um let's see where do I start hey so um where should we go we were talking about autoimmune disease yeah and just your experience with that from childhood yeah all the way through a transplant yeah yeah and now yeah so I'm gonna say I'm in a good place now obviously and it's been most important probably biggest journey I've ever been on and will continue to be on for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. I think I started seeing symptoms when I was like seven years old I would get these like weird bumps on my feet and they were so painful they looked like bruises Mm kind of like I didn't know it they just hurt to the touch so we went to doctors they were just like we haven't seen that before let's do some tests and all that and I was so young. I was like seven. I didn't really know what was going on yeah. and all that. But I was in and out the doctor's office all the time. And one time I remember having this, like, you're on your playground. And I said, like, to this little girl I was playing with. And I was like, oh, I have to go to the doctor. And she just said, you go to the doctor a lot. And then it kind of hit me. Mm. I was like, I do this isn't normal like a lot of kids don't go to the doctor all the time yeah so it's kind of all I was starting to know at some point and then maybe a year or two later in my culture they have like little prayers if someone passes away or someone needs help you kind of gather all together and you kind of do a prayers for them Mm -hmm. and then my mom told me oh we're gonna go to grandma's house for a prayer and I was like okay and then I got there, and then everybody, the room was filled with all these, like, aunts and grandmas and 
cousins and then like everyone came up to me and was like hugging me and I was like oh this is for me and then I was like okay there's something wrong with me like I remember thinking that wow yeah so I was just like okay and then I think a year or two later they did like a liver biopsy then I got diagnosed with autoimmune disease mm-hmm. it was a liver disease it's called it's AIH I forgot what the whole word thing for it is mm-hmm. and then they sat me down and told me at some point in my life I will have a liver transplant and my first in this thought I remember thinking cool I was 10 years old right so it didn't feel to me as heavy yeah and I was like okay and then from then on it was like treatments medication and the medicines were so hard on me like I hated them like they were just I would like for a certain point of time I would like secretly like throw them away (laughs) I was like 12 like 11 I just hated the side effects yeah I hated what they were doing to my body my face so then I got in trouble and then like (laughs) they found out and I was like okay fine and at that point I was just dealing with it yeah and there was a good five six years where I was like healthy normal living life you know it wasn't affecting me that much then I became my junior year of high school Mm -hmm. towards the end of it I just started like just getting sicker more tired very tired and I was just missing a lot of school and I was just having so much brain fog and like I couldn't focus and like my grades were going down and then I just eventually just had to drop out I couldn't like focus I couldn't go I didn't have the energy and then we went to I think when I was 19 we had I was something happened I can't even remember what but I ended up in the hospital for like three months and that's when they put me on the list I was finally on the list and they were just running so many tests I remember they had I had to go through like like a whole psychological thing where like you want like are you gonna drink alcohol are you gonna like stop taking meds if this we can't they had to like do a whole evaluation on me mm-hmm. before the transfer yeah just so like they know you're gonna take it seriously and okay. not like so you can't drink no okay no, no. That that's like sense. one thing because the liver and right. everything then I was on the list for I feel like years like five six years and that is such a long time and like it was bad like I was just waiting and waiting I wasn't in school I was just literally kind of like the walking dead I had no energy to do anything like I had full jaundice like my eyes were completely yellow and I couldn't even look at people like in the eyes because they were just like why are your eyes why are your eyes so yellow and I was just so ashamed and just just feeling just very low and then one point it got really bad where it just completely stopped working and I just had to like go and do blood transfusions just Mm -hmm. to kind of keep me going because I was just waiting and waiting is that like dialysis a little uh I don't know exactly like my blood count was so bad like my levels were so bad that they would just have to give me more blood blood, better blood healthier blood and then they would have to do drainage because my liver was just backing everything up So they would just put this tube thing down near my hips or something and just drain everything out of me. And I lived like that for like what felt like maybe a year, six months. And that at some point was just so bad where I couldn't even like, I just, 
didn't leave my house for four years. That's what it felt like. Maybe once a year, I would go to the movies with a friend or just maybe go out to get a lunch. But just doing anything, living life, making friends, going to college, yeah. things that you do in your early 20s, I just missed in a way. Which I always had that FOMO, but everyone tells me, like, you didn't miss much. Like, <laughs> you were fine. So, I, yeah, and then... So, can I ask you Yeah, a yeah, of course. So, that was mostly due to the symptoms of, like... Yeah, liver failure. Okay. Like, organ death. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you, I mean, that sounds brutal. Do you feel like... Did you experience, like, emotionally, was there, like, depression? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, but at the same time, like, people always ask me, like, how did you survive this? How Mm -hmm. did you do that? And sometimes I just, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I really don't. Like, I I should not be here with the things I was going through. And I remember it was so bad at one point. I was, like, laying on my bed in so much pain. I couldn't even, like, move. And I was looking up at the fan, and it was, like, spinning. And I remember thinking, this is it. If I close my eyes right now, mm. I'm not waking up. Because it felt like all I could do was just breathe. Wow. That's all I had. What was the pain like? Was it inflammation? Was A it... lot of inflammation, joints, sore joints. Like, I was swollen. Like, mm. my feet were insanely swollen. I'm a tiny person, you know? Like, very petite. I'm 5'2", very tiny. I usually weigh around, my average is like 99, 98, I'm small. And I was 130 pounds of just carrying all this weight, like water weight. Wow. And like, just from not like, just from my liver not working, I wasn't digesting anything. So everything was just kind of blocked up. And like, I looked pregnant. Like, I'm tiny, 5'2", like I had a full on like belly, like, and it was just hard to walk hard to wear shoes I was yellow my bones were just I couldn't pick anything up I couldn't like open anything just everything was just going so then I don't know I remember thinking that night if I close my eyes I'm not waking up and then somehow I did Mm -hmm. you know and then one morning at like 3 a.m 2 a.m we got a call saying we have a liver for you be in the hospital by like in a half an hour that's the most time you have wow. and they want you to come quick and they say when they're, you're put they're putting you on the list it's like don't travel don't go outside of the like, whole time the whole time just because you waited five or six years a couple years yeah oh, wow. a lot of people get them within a month or two a couple of months a okay. year like i would i felt like years and years and years and so we got the call i went right away first i just broke down crying i fell to the floor just crying and then um, we go, and then I remember being prepped. I remember first thing I wanted to do was take a shower before I went, because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to, like, when I come back, like, right. normal. I want to have, like, one good shower, you know? <laughs> Just the little things. Just the little things. <laughs> like, I just knew what was going to come, and I was like, I just need to wash my hair myself, you know? So I did that. We get there, and then everything goes numb. I'm texting my friends, like, hey... I got the call. Let's go. Da, da, da. Tell everyone that I'm I'm de- I'm like I'm not dying, but just I won't be on my phone. And then I get there. They're like, "Okay, you have to take a shower." I'm like, "I just took one." They're like, "No, you have to use a special soap." And I was like, "Okay." 
I go do that and then after that I'm in a prep room and there's just a lot of waiting and I remember the doctors coming in being so hyped so excited such a very positive energy nice. which was really nice they were like are you excited it's a big day like really positive and then after that I went and went in and then they did the whole thing and I wake up and I see like all my family around me and I see like everyone's come out of state the whole my like family from California's wow. here family from Canada's here and I'm just like oh hi first one I see is my uncle and then I see like my other and then my grandma is like at the end of my um bedside yeah. and she's just staring at my feet and I'm like <laughs> all right of course grandma that's what you oh. it's okay <laughs> and then um yeah and then we started the recovery process and what did that feel like to wake up to your whole family? I was like, I was so under the, like, oh, so yeah. many painkillers. <laughs> so I was just like, what's up? <laughs> I was like tied down. I just could move my head and neck. And I saw my brother-in-law and I saw my brother. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> I was just so out of it. I was chilling. But then the next day I wake up in the whole recovery room. Mm -hmm. And then I see two um, physical therapists come in. They're the first people I see. And they're like, ready to sit up and like stand up and I was like are you insane <laughs> like no I still had like f like stitches and um, I have all these monitors I have IVs everywhere I have so much like going on I'm mm -hmm. like I'm swollen everywhere I just been cut open like less than 12 hours ago yeah. so but that's what they want to do they want to get you moving right away yeah for the circulation yeah so they had me come sit up and I just sat for like a minute. They're like, that's it. Like, like can go back and lay down. And they're like, we're gonna be doing this every day. Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna start taking small steps. And I was like, okay, that's fine, I guess. How long were you in the hospital for? I say three weeks. Okay. But, so that whole three weeks is just recovery. They're just constantly doing blood work. Mm -hmm. They're drawing blood every three hours taking a lot of medication, trying to get me to eat some stuff, slowly, like a day at a time, taking things off and out and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I, like, the last day, I, like, changed into my going home clothes. They're just doing last tests, like x-rays, last blood work, giving me a whole education on how life is going to be now. So it's a lot of that. Yeah. Then they have to do an ultrasound. So they do that, and that's taking, like, so long. And then the nurse doing it, like, looks a little concerned. And I was like, okay. And then she's like, I'll be right back. And then four doctors walk in. Oh, shit. I'm like, great. <laughs> so they're like, okay, okay. And then they all leave. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so 30 minutes later, they all come back in, five or six doctors. And I'm like, I've seen this before. And they're like explaining to me talking to me and then all I hear at the end of it is like so we're gonna have to go in again and do everything and I was what? like yeah and I was like and then I paid attention and I was like what why and they were like we just kind of told you I'm like I wasn't listening tell me again <laughs> and they said I, I still don't even remember but basically some one of my arteries or one of the something was like pinching or pinched off mm. or something and that they have to go in to where it is in my liver area and fix it. So I'm gonna have to go through the whole being cut open and the whole process. Of recovery. Yeah, all over again. And I was like, I remember thinking like, bring it, let's do this. I'm <laughs> like, well. what else, What what's left, you know? 
And so I was like, okay. In my head, I kept thinking, like, my scar is going to look even sicker, like, going <laughs> in, like, twice. And then they did that, and then I have the recovery, do the whole thing over again. Then I go home. They say I have an infection. So I have to come back and mm -hmm. get IV treatments. So I, I'm living with an IV at home, and then I'm going to, like, clinic every day, getting IV treatments. And I'm already so, like, undernourished and everything mm -hmm. from everything. I can't even eat. And then I just have chronic nausea after mm. that. Just I could, I'm like losing weight, like so bad. I'm down to like 82 pounds, skin and bones, lost my hair due to the treatments and everything. So then I like shaved my head and I just looked very sickly. Like, and then at, that's the point where I was like, it started affecting me. Like after I lost my hair, then it became dark, mm. very dark. And I would just cry. I'm like, when is this going to end? This like can't hopelessness? Be. Yes, a lot of that. Okay. And I just kept saying to myself, like, this can't be my life. Like, I can't live like this. Like, I wasn't eating. I was chronically nauseous for two years. It just, nothing was helping. And I couldn't eat anything. And the doctors were really concerned about, like, you need to eat. You need to eat. I'm like, yeah, I know that. I just can't. Like, mm -hmm. I can't physically eat. Not, like... Looking at food just brought this, like, weird acidic taste to my mouth. Mm -hmm. And if I did eat, I would just throw up. And drinking water, just everything tasted like metal. Everything tasted like acid. For two years? For two years. And then they were like, we might have to put you on a feeding tube. And I was like, no, that no, that, I'm not doing that. I refuse that. Like, I just can't get to that point. Mm -hmm. And then they... They gave me so many anti-nausea medicines. I tried to remember tried six different kinds and nothing was working. And eventually they gave me Marinol, mm -hmm. which is like a CBD pill, but it has like slight THC and it's like a medical thing. So I didn't, they were like, would you want to try that? I'm like, give me anything. Like, I wish you would have given me this like beginning of this. It worked. It worked so good. Oh, and I started getting an appetite back. My mood was better. I yeah. could see it on my face that, like, my face changed. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just so sulky and sad and just depressed. And you could just... I don't think I made a facial expression for, like, two years. So... Did you feel numb? Yeah, I was very numb. Like, I'd just given up. Like, I didn't think of a future. I wasn't planning ahead of anything. I was like, this is it. This is just going to be my life. How old were you when you got the transplant? 24. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, or 20, yeah, 24, yeah. So I think I started feeling normal and better around 2017. Okay. Yeah, so that period from 2015 to 2017 were probably, like, the worst years of my life. But the most important, obviously, but it was rough, rough, rough. But then I wanted to, and then something hit me when I got, like, I was, like, eating, gaining some weight back, and, like, I went to like work out mm -hmm. and I thought like oh let me get a membership at a gym and start lifting weights or something could not do it could not lift weights <laughs> for my life I was just so underweight and just and at that time I was still like bald you know so mm -hmm. I was wearing my little caps and everything and I was like trying to lift weights and I was like this isn't happening so I remember um a friend's brother told me about a yoga class like he's like you mm -hmm. should go to a yoga class someday and I'm like I'm like, I think the gym has a yoga class. I've never done yoga, never, like, I was new of yoga and all that, but never, like, as a class or really yeah. taking it seriously. 
And so I was like, let me go to this class. I'll see. And it was so embarrassing. Like I was just in the back. I couldn't even reach my toes. I could barely even like get past my like knees. I can't reach my toes. Yeah. So I was like, this is so bad. Like everyone around me knew what they were doing. And I was just like, great. And so, but I remember I got through the class and that was so amazing to me. Just me just staying in that class for the hour 10 and I couldn't do half the things, yeah. but the things I could do was just maybe stand in mountain pose or like, but that was enough. Yeah. And, um, I was like feeling really good about it and it felt like I personally, even the instructors were constantly had this narrative of do what you can mm-hmm. be where you are. Don't push yourself too much. Just do what you need to do. And that was very reassuring. Yeah. There was no pressure, you know? So That's I remember amazing. coming back and then I started going consistently. And there were days where it was really rough. I remember I was in down dog and my like little cap, like my little <laughs> like thing fell. And then I just started crying. Aww. I was just like, some days were really good. Some days were so bad. And, but I always went. Yeah. And then one time I, I'm like, I've been going consistently for a few months and it just started getting healthier. I started feeling really good. Wow. And that was, I couldn't still do everything, but yeah. I was just happy to do something. Yeah. And I could see it have, I could see the benefits. And then I was like, let me try a different style. Like what's yin? Like I like saw it on the little app and I read a description. I'm mm-hmm. like, this looks okay. Like this looks doable. I'm sitting. For yeah. Just, I love yin. Yeah. And so I did yin. I went to the class. And we got in child's pose for a few minutes. Started crying mm. so much. I'm like, I haven't, what, like, I was like, what am I crying about? Like, but I was so emotional. Everything. Everything. <laughs> and like, I think it was like the hips, you know? Yeah. I carry so much in my hips. And every, I just started crying. And I'm like, okay, there's something to this. Wow. And then, yeah, I would, and then like, I always say like, yoga, therapy, and um, CBD saved my life the combination (laughs) yeah honestly it's so good and I think so many people can benefit whatever they're going through like try one or the other yeah or in this the trifecta is just life-changing but like I would say yoga and therapy were probably the best things I could have like done since you yeah best prescription yeah yeah for your yoga experience during that season was it do you think it was the asanas did you get into the breathing was it like the stillness yeah all of it i think it's it started out as like poses okay and then i remember at the end they would do like the meditation the um savasana mm-hmm. and i didn't get much from that right away mm-hmm. but then one day one of the teachers played a guided meditation mm. And that changed everything. Mm -hmm. I was like, someone was telling me what to do with my breath and my body and how to like bring awareness to certain things. Mm -hmm. Because when someone doesn't know how to meditate and you're taught how to do it, it's two completely different things. Like someone can say, oh, lay here for five minutes with your eyes closed. I can do that. But if someone tells me like, okay, close your eyes, relax your body bring an awareness to your toes yes or drop your jaw mm-hmm. and that switched something in me that yes. I think that guided meditation in that particular class I went home and just YouTubed every guided meditation I could find and mm-hmm. I became obsessed 
with that. Nice. Breathing. Like the asanas, I think for me, came later on. Yeah. But the breathing, like learning to breathe, learning to meditate. I was obsessed. I mean, I was like doing meditations for like hours and hours throughout my day. And I was, I think I was doing nidra without yeah. realizing I was doing nidra. Yeah, like yeah, relaxing your nervous system. Yeah, then. yeah. And that's what needs the most healing because that's the thing that's most traumatized. Traumatized. Like whether it's from medications, literally being gutted, mm-hmm. physically gutted right. twice. Right. And I always tell people that I did it twice mm-hmm. and stuff. So, um, yeah, I would say the breathing thing I became obsessed with. And constantly did it every day and then it also hit me then it's like maybe I can do this mm-hmm. like maybe I can take this further and even teach yoga at some point and all that and then I started looking into classes or and all that and then I did the whole research on where to go and how to go and all that so yeah it can little thing like one person told me to take a yoga class mm-hmm. one day I had no idea what it was yeah so it was just you never know yeah it it literally changed everything and it really I'm still working on it like I gratitude is very hard for me mm-hmm. because I'm just I have so much just anger towards like yeah. what transplant what autoimmune can do to you the days you have where it's just you have a flare-up yeah and you can't even get out of bed it's hard because you have things to do and you feel like this doesn't need to be happening like you could just you're here you're physically here yeah you can go do this and your body's just like no yeah nope and that's where I struggle with gratitude and I constantly have to work at it Mm -hmm. like um for me at least it's just but now I'm in such a good place where it's a lot easier but when I'm in frustrating situations I get like very angry because I have so much of like my nervous system that I want to hear it still affects me like I get sensory overload Mm -hmm. like if I'm in like crowded loud places for a long time I'm like I have to leave I have to leave it just like feels hard on my body yeah and I'm very sensitive to a lot of things yeah like emotionally sensitive I'm physically sensitive I'm just like a sensitive thug I can relate yeah like you're sensitive (laughs) but you know don't mess I love it yeah so gratitude is something I like have to work at but I'm in a better place and just to be like okay I can't get out of bed but I'm thankful I can rest and yeah I have the like support around me and I can let go and just give my body what it's asking me to do yeah I'm so glad you said that because I feel like there's so much pressure these days to be like I'm grateful, I'm yeah. grateful, gratitude, yeah, gratitude yeah. practice, and yes, and <laughs> yeah. sometimes, like, the day is just shitty, and you just mm-hmm. can't, Yeah. and granted, like, being able to make that shift in your mind, or even in your heart, of, like, I'm going to choose to look at the good, mm-hmm. whatever little good there is yeah, that yeah. I can look at yeah. in my day, or in my body, or my experience, mm-hmm. um, that does shift it and it will change the experience of the day yeah but sometimes like you don't even have it in you to do that oh yeah absolutely and it's like well let me just exist yeah. in the day and yeah. tomorrow's a new day that's why i'm always like i get it from my nephew he's so funny he's two well he's five now but he was like two or three years old and the tv was playing and 
he was saying something and the adults were just busy like not really like paying attention to what he was saying yeah and he took the remote and turned the tv off and he was like i'm like what what happened adam he's like i turned the tv off because i'm mad and i was, I was like why are you mad he's like i'm just mad and i'm like okay you feel your feelings yeah and i i don't know why i was just so inspired by that like yeah. he was just like i turned it off because i'm mad and i just jokingly told him i'm like you be mad like yeah. it's okay and i'm like why don't i apply that to myself mm. like you have these days where it's just so hard physically emotionally like and just the result from like medications and all that i mm. have osteoporosis mm. and it's so hard to like lift things and like just everything is so much more harder because of that and i get constantly upset at that like why do i have osteoporosis i'm only like i'm pretty young still like you get that when you're in your 70s or yeah. like late 60s and some people don't even and that's one thing that i have a hard time being grateful for mm-hmm. but i'm like i find it like it is what it is you know yeah. and i can't fight it it, it it's not going to change so I can accept it and have peace with it. Mm-hmm. And finding that peace was really hard. Like, because it constantly slows me down with certain things yeah. and stuff. So I'm just like, okay, maybe I don't need to do this right now. Mm. When I can, I will get to it. It's not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. Certain things, like, if it passes you, it wasn't meant for you. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was kind of, like, see it and come back to it and stuff. But I would say breathing has been... The one of the things that keeps me going yeah like that thought like if I close like I always say like all I could do in that hardest moment all I had left was my breath mm-hmm. and as long as I kept breathing I was okay yeah because if I started losing my breath then I knew like okay but I always had my breath yeah and that was just a huge signal whether it was subconscious or me not realizing that I have it but like just keep breathing is yeah. so real when wow. you're going through something so hard. Yes. I remember just whether it's like I was getting IV and blood drawn every three hours. And they were just like, okay, it's about to go in. Hold your breath. Mm. Okay, you can breathe now. I was like, they were just constantly. I had to get a pick line and they were just, just breathe. Just keep breathing. Look at us. Take yeah. deep breaths. And I was like, okay. So, yeah, breath and wow. working on breath, I think whatever anxiety come back to your breath yeah hard emotions with my dad's passing just kept breathing just Mm -hmm. keep breathing things like that so i would say the even like when i learned to do that guided meditation meditation class Mm -hmm. i think it was about harnessing my breath and controlling my breath yeah the where i felt like i was in control yeah because when things like this happen you feel so out of control like right i didn't choose transplant you don't choose autoimmune disease is some things that just happen and it's not your choice yeah you know so but breathing is controlling right. your breath and sometimes it's the only thing it's you the can only control. thing you can control so becoming familiar with it being able to turn to it yeah. when I need it most is the biggest gift I could give myself was just learning to breathe that's so powerful yeah yeah so I would say that is what's kind of keeping me going whether it was subconscious the whole time yeah because I always think like how am I here yeah what's keeping me here I should not be after the way my transplant went the way my recovery went it was just like okay I'm surviving all of this for a reason 
I'm still here. Right. So it's like, I do have purpose. Yeah. That was a big thing during my transplant. I was like, I'm never going to work. Like, I'm not going to be able to if this is how it's always going to be and stuff. So it was just like, I'm here. I have purpose a hundred percent and I learning what purpose was and mm-hmm. everything and there's this pressure to be part of society and going out and doing work and contributing which I want to do so bad but like I kept going through these like quotes and books and things like that and it was just like you smiling at someone is purpose mm-hmm. like your smile is purpose yeah. a kind word a kind conversation with someone can be your purpose yeah and it's like you're like you say like a light worker yeah yeah and it's day to day Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be your whole career you know purpose can just be a small thing like picking up a piece of trash and putting it in the garbage is purpose you cleaned up the world for a little bit even just sitting there and breathing yeah in your own stillness and solitude yeah is a big contribution oh absolutely to the world yeah like the energy that each individual just creates mm-hmm. ripples out into the world whether we realize it or not oh yeah yeah whether we're around people or not yeah and yeah. so I, I believe that like just being with yourself and being okay mm-hmm. is more than enough oh yeah you know yeah it sounds like your breath became like your like you became aware that like your breath was like your best friend oh yeah yeah and obviously you know we each have our breath from the moment we're born we're born to the moment we're not yeah yeah (laughs) and um it really is what I think I don't know if it's true or not you mm -hmm. know how we talk and learned about chakras and everything Mm -hmm. and it's all energy Mm -hmm. everything is energy if we didn't have our breath obviously we wouldn't be living yeah I feel like the chakras are what keeps us alive you know like if we didn't have energy we would just be you know just lifeless bodies yeah we'd we'd be physical here but we wouldn't be alive we wouldn't be breathing we wouldn't be talking walking being out in the world so I just think like in my head I don't know if this is true or not but I like to say breath energizes the chakras like it's the energy right breathing Mm -hmm. is what keeps us alive it keeps our chakras energized yeah. and it puts energy into our bodies. Yeah. But that's how I always felt like breathing is keeping your energy going. Like yes. kind of like electricity, like a plug. Yeah. Like if you're breathing, you're you're going, you know. Yeah. So that's how I felt like that was my little plug, my yeah. breath. Hi guys. I just want to take a quick minute to give a shout out to the sponsor of the show which is actually my business divine design work if you have a website or a logo that you've been wanting to get designed for you and you just need a little extra oomph consider this your sign i would be honored and privileged to get to design your logo for you or create your website one of my favorite things is to see people in the process of realizing their dreams and making them a reality and i've already gotten to work with so many amazing creators healers entrepreneurs create their logo their website and it's just so much fun for me it brings me so much joy and i just i love it so 
consider allowing me the privilege to work with you in creating these just such significant things for your business, for your dreams, for your purpose, and your work that you do here. Thank you so much, divinedesignwork.com or Divine Design Work on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you. And with, um, I, I know for me, I've done some guided meditations mm-hmm. where with my breath, I'll move the energy up and down, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. from my root to my crown and, and all the other ones in between. And it's like, you can feel it. And mm-hmm. I'm really sensitive as well uh-huh. to my own body, to energies and yeah. emotions, all of it. Yeah. And um, it's really cool to be able to like, harness the breath Mm -hmm. and use it to move energy yeah yeah and to kind of get out of the the world for a little bit and in your own yeah you know energy body like this morning I did like a good meditation I think I got like a good hour in but I was only listening to whale sounds Mm -hmm. which I've been really into lately it's a little spooky at first (laughs) I'm like whoa especially with headphones in yeah like I was like this is kind of spooky a little creepy (laughs) but then I kind of like let go and like really like listen to it Mm -hmm. and it was very soothing like just trying different like types of meditations and everything was really fun but yeah, I'm into the whales right now and it's been working. It, I go in, I drop in a lot faster when I have something yeah. new that's yeah. working for me. So I'm like, ooh, I'm going to stick with this for a little bit. But I'm loving the whales. Ooh, like, I have I'm to like, try that. Yeah, and then you hear like little like ocean wave sounds too. Yeah. And it's like, it feels like you're underwater. Yeah, well, there's just these like majestic creatures yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, you know? 100%. Wow. That's so cool. I'm going to yeah. try that. Yeah, you should. I think you'll like it. <laughs> yeah, it's fun with it. Okay, so yeah. I just have a few questions yeah, on like the story that you shared. Thank you too. Yeah. I know that's really vulnerable and yeah. a lot. Yeah. And um, also, I just want to like honor your strength oh. of like just I don't know persisting on. Yeah. I mean, it it was a lot. It was and for yeah. such a long time. Yeah. Thank and, you. And like. You know, everybody has seasons. Yeah. Not everybody has them for, like, decades at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so just thank you for still breathing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, What was your, like, the autoimmune... Did you have a specific one that you... Yeah, it's called AIH. Oh, okay. I thought that was... I can't remember the whole proper name. It's That's what the short version of it is called. Um, But, yeah, I got diagnosed when it with it officially when I was like 10 or 11. Okay. So it is autoimmune disease. It is liver specific. Gotcha. So it is towards my liver. Okay. And basically what happened with it was that I have a very hyper immune system. Okay. And it attacked my liver because it said, it saw that there was like some foreign object on it and it was like, oh, I gotta kill this thing. Mm-hmm. Because that's what your immune system does. It right. protects you. Mine was a little hyperactive and destroyed my liver thinking it was foreign. Wow. So mine was confused. Yeah. And now I'm on immune suppressing medications. So they make my immune system very weak. Mm-hmm. So now I can get sick easier, easy, like a lot faster for a lot longer period. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have to like be super careful, always be like... Especially now, I know everyone has the whole mask thing with COVID, mm-hmm. but I remember after my transplant, they gave me like hundreds of masks being like, 
just post-transplant, wherever you go, it's dusty out here, wear a mask. If you're going to go out in public, wear a mask. Like, so that was in my head way before COVID. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I, what I knew for a good, like, year or two was just wearing a mask everywhere and okay. being really careful and stuff. So, yeah. So even though you've had the transplant already, you still have the, you still experience autoimmune disease. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I'm on the medications. I'm on medication for life. Okay. with transplant like it's the anti-rejection medications yeah. so I make a joke of it like I'm on rejection medication like nothing's <laughs> stopping me you know so you can't get to me yeah it just make it a placebo like I'm yeah. unstoppable I'm like I'm taking anti you can't reject me I'm on anti-rejection that's a good perspective <laughs> yeah so that's kind of how I see it oh yeah I um well I've told you I recently got diagnosed with lupus yeah yeah which is I like I didn't I didn't really have a reference point for like autoimmune before this. Mm. I didn't know what it really was. Yeah. I had heard the word, but I was just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. And so having now experienced like the inflammation, yeah. And for me, it manifests itself in like hives all over my body. Oh, yeah. I have um, it's not celiacs because I got tested for that. Okay. But the gluten does Affect trigger. You, it's a yeah. gluten intolerance yeah. that's not celiac related. Okay. Um. Yeah, I have that too. Do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's. A, so were you having symptoms? Like what made you, well, how did you come to realizing you have lupus? Um, yeah, so my, the hives started in about February of this past year. Okay. And I was like, that's weird. Like I was like, do we have bed bugs? Like, mm. What is going on here? Because <laughs> they were like, first they were just here. Yeah. And you know, it just like transforms. Uh-huh. And so I started going to the doctor and he was like, oh, for sure this is an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, I have noticed, like, when I eat specific things. Yeah. So I got tested for celiacs, and that came back negative. Okay. And so that was in February, and it wasn't till October, I believe, that I got the official diagnosis of oh. lupus. But, yeah, so the inflammation, right now I'm actually on a steroid to help with the inflammation, yeah. which, of course, suppresses the immune system, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't realize that I had been living with so much inflammation for so long right. until I took the steroids and yeah. I was like, holy crap, like my body feels like a brand new body. Oh, yeah. Because I was you like, moving. yeah, my yeah. joints were like not in pain. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I just thought I was like getting old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But um, I think it was just stress that brought it on, right. like that triggered. Yeah, yeah. The, it can do that, yeah. You know, the whatever like yeah. turning it on yeah um yeah it's really interesting so just, have you been able to like change your diet have you cut gluten out and do you notice I have, you feel better yeah so yeah. I don't have the hives or the flare-ups as much oh, good. um and I'm gonna so my I've been reading and like researching mm-hmm. I'm not into conventional medicine mm-hmm. um just for like pretty much all my life like yeah. when we were little we didn't have insurance so we didn't go yeah. to the doctors yeah yeah and when I got older like my mom has always just been like doctor mom yeah you know she's from Mexico they have yeah. a remedy for Sprites. everything it is yeah good for everything and yeah. um so I've always been into like what's the natural form yeah. of healing like mm-hmm. the cause of the issue yeah um and so I was reading something in a, a lupus book by a mm-hmm. doctor I actually talked about this in the last my last solo episode mm-hmm. of how autoimmune a lot of times it's due to so much toxicity in in yeah. the blood in the body yeah. and the body's just like confused like 
what is going on. And so I just, I believe that, like, my body is for me. Like, it's always trying to try its best. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, autoimmune just feels so, like, why would the body attack itself? You know what I mean? And it's, like, confusing to try to think of logically. It's hard to have such especially my whole life I've felt like I had such a disconnect with my Mm -hmm. body because it's always been in pain Mm -hmm. it's always been hurting and for a long time I used to think like what a betrayal like my Mm -hmm. body is doing for me like this is such a like the even the way I was like explained my autoimmune disease was like your immune system is attacking your liver yeah and I was like and you were like 10. Yeah, and I'm just like, but then it's also subconscious because I couldn't process that properly. But like, I always had that disconnect with my body because it was just like, it's trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. My liver's dying. I'm dying. Yeah. I my, hurt. It, yeah. And so it was just like, but then I got older and started appreciating my body more and for whatever it is, however it is. And it's just like, no, this thing's trying to keep me alive. Yeah. It's talking to me. It's telling me this Mm. so I can go find a way to fix this. Yeah. You know, like, when your body's in pain, it's such an amazing thing. Like, it's known to heal itself. Yeah. But certain times, it's like, it needs more. Yeah. You know, so... I love that. Yeah, and it's just been that whole, like mind body spirit that we learned so much in yoga about it's like that was the biggest connect my mind and spirit were always together i feel Mm. like but that body connection was just so disconnected and breathing Mm. and doing deep meditations really helped me sending my breath following my breath Mm -hmm. through my body sending a breath where i might need it most during certain medications really helped me find connection again yeah and healing that oh my goodness me too so i was so we started our yoga teacher training October of mm-hmm. 2021. Yeah, yeah. So earlier that year, in like February of 2021, I started going to yoga because I was just so stressed out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to do something. And so I started going to what I called cold yoga at the time because I had only done hot yoga before that. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to try cold yoga. Cold yoga. yoga. And um, I, what, I remember like just being there and like leaving there and just being like, I feel like I just left a massage. Yeah, yeah. And I remember one time I was in class and I would just like send my awareness with my eyes. Like I love doing yoga with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. I would send my awareness to the part of my body that had the most sensation. Yeah. So not just my awareness, but like my breath. Right. And I remember one time I was just like, and it was such sacred time for me because I would go home and it would be just like go time with the kids. Yeah. So I was like, this is my little sacred container of like, nobody's going to ask me for a snack or to wipe their butt (laughs) or like nothing for like 60 minutes. Oh, yeah. And so I would have my eyes closed and I started really like yoga just became a form of me to communicate with my own body and like really listen, like, what do you need right now? and it was just like a conversation and it was that's like what yoga has been for me yeah I don't know if that's what it is for everybody but like and it's been really like life-saving yeah I feel like not just that yoga experience but then going right into yoga teacher training after that oh yeah yeah and it's been I feel like my next season of life is with yoga is really like to focus on the breath and the nervous system yeah yeah and really get consistent with like prioritizing 
that time and space for me absolutely and you should you have so much going on and Mm -hmm. like you and another thing was like you deserve it Mm -hmm. like another like thing of everything I went through especially with like autoimmune and all that um I have these new mantras that like I'm worthy Mm -hmm. and I deserve peace and happiness and to feel good in my body yeah I deserve to do good things for my body whether it's yoga whether it's getting a massage which is (laughs) life-changing start getting massages because I have um a friend that does them and she's amazing like and she's helping me do stuff on my scar yeah which has I never knew that like I can dissolve the scar tissue or something like that in it where it's just been so like I thought this was what I had to live with wow but she's doing a lot of healing work and it's a great way to do lymphatic drainage Mm -hmm. and it just helps so much with inflammation too so I would say like because when you have autoimmune your body's doesn't want to move on those days you have Mm flare-up but I've noticed that like mine have gone down so much because yoga I'm physically moving I'm breathing Mm -hmm. I don't always eat right but I try to when I can yeah and inflammation just has gone down it's connected to so many things yeah it's a lot like environmental for me too okay so yeah that's what has been and working out too and I picked up like and I did have a lot of anger yeah towards my life yeah and circumstances and just all of that and I took up martial arts oh that's right yeah and that that was so fun and I always make this joke that I have no business being this good Mm -hmm. so I always say it's my donor (laughs) he's the one that's like takes over when I do this because I'm very good at it and it's like looking at me you wouldn't think so but I had so much fun. It was such a beautiful expression of aggression that I could just, that I've had my whole life towards my disease, circumstances, and everything I've been through. Yeah. And I had that release, mm-hmm. and it felt so good. So it was just, I was lifting, boxing, and then doing yoga. Yeah. And I was like, you remember, like, my day, like, I don't know if you remember, I wouldn't do a lot of the practices that Mm -hmm. we were doing in class like the physical stuff yeah because I'd be so physically exhausted by the time class started with my day yeah and when you have like autoimmune and all that like especially with like my bones and everything the by the end of the day I was just so exhausted and I was like god I'd be so frustrated with like not being able to do so much physically mm-hmm. in the class and but then like everyone around me was so supportive yeah and Mary was so understanding and then like but I got to really watch and really listen yeah and take everything in that way and um that was a whole different experience yeah because I, I got to like watch Mary teach a class yeah and like I wouldn't watch anyone specifically, but I'd watch the class as a whole. Mm -hmm. And just the idea of, like, everyone just... It's such a unifying thing, too. You're completely individual in your own personal practice as you're doing it. But you have all these people and doing the same thing you're doing. And it's very um, unifying. Especially our class was so wonderful and close and supportive. Yeah. So that was really nice to see, too. Because 
physically it's just so hard sometimes but the days I can I have so much fun doing it mm-hmm. and I feel amazing when I can so what's your practice like at home now mostly it's meditation nice that's all I really focus on um in the morning I'll do child's pose right out of bed mm-hmm. I'll like just sit up and just sink into my hips and just go into child's pose yeah and as far as like for me I, I know we were going to talk about ritual and everything but I think I've had this ritual since I was 10 years old or 11 maybe you know preteen was skincare mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> it's been something my mom was very much into growing up and like she gave me some toner and moisturizer when I was like 12 yeah and I became obsessed and to this day, I have my ritual is my skincare routine. You do have a beautiful complexion. Oh, thank you. It's glowing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> glowing. That's what I aim for. But I would say that's my biggest, most important ritual. It is like a very like, you know. Sounds sacred. Yeah, it's so sacred to me. Mm-hmm. I've I've been doing it longer than I've been doing yoga. Longer than I've been like working out before I even got sick Mm -hmm. it's always been something whatever anyone's ritual is I've had this for maybe 20 plus years Mm -hmm. and um I love doing it and I've I mean I could be like a dermatologist at this point (sighs) just from being self-taught and just experimenting with products and all that like everyone's ritual is different I would say meditating came later. I've been doing this for so long and Mm -hmm. somehow it kind of been, it's, you know, with everything I was going through, I think my culture and everything played a part in it. I wasn't like the cutest kid growing up. And I just remember like, oh, this will make me like look cute or pretty. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even at that point, then I started getting sick Mm -hmm. and then everything like that went out the door. Like I stopped caring. I didn't care about my appearance. I didn't care about the things that normal teens, mm-hmm. people in their early 20s really care about. And I did, I, at that point, I wasn't even doing skincare to have nice skin. Yeah. Just the process itself. I would sit down in front of the mirror. I've got all my products lined up. And I would just kind of just focus on doing my skincare. And then at one point, it wasn't there wasn't even any reason behind it yeah it was just like I have this like 20 15 20 minute window to just look at myself in the mirror talk to myself and just say my affirmations and I've added more into it now and now and now it's just not putting my products on and going out the door it's evolved and it's become so much bigger to me now that I sit there, I put on my products, and it's just the process at this point. Yeah. And I, I say these positive affirmations like, I am powerful, I am strong, and I'm worthy, and I'm, I deserve so-and-so, yeah. like happiness, peace, and I deserve to be here, I'm worthy of being here, I've survived to be here, mm-hmm. and everything. So, and then I say these things I look at myself in the mirror and I say these things to myself and it's and it's almost like rewiring your brain to not believe these things but to really embody all of it like you can say it yeah you know but to really believe it and to really embody what you're saying yeah you know is the hard part yeah you know I would say because 
I was just saying these things at one point, but it's like then asking myself, do you feel worthy? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you deserve? And then I have to say, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I've like been defend, through too much. Yeah, like defend you. those because those negative thoughts yeah. will come and challenge that. Hmm. And so I have to talk back yeah. to them and be like, yeah, I am worthy. You're not going to, that part of my brain, like you're not going to bring me down. Right. I'm worthy of being here. I've been through too much to not be here I fought too hard right and I'm continuing to fight hard every day yeah so yeah like there's reason there's purpose and I'm aggressive with that voice you're good you know (laughs) yeah because sometimes people like I feel like go like sink into it like yeah maybe I don't know I don't do this I don't do that yeah and it's like no you get up every day you sit up and that's enough for me like I sat up after being gutted twice, mm-hmm. and it's all core, I opened my eyes, and I sat up. Yeah. And I then I turned, and I stood up, and then I walked. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's enough yeah. for me at that, at that point. It was more than enough. Yeah. It was that alone, just waking up, sitting up, standing up, was, okay, if I can do that, I can do anything mm-hmm. after my surgeries. Like, that, at that point, like, even just opening my eyes after everything my body had been through. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, easy, like, being... And it's so much trauma on the body. Yes. Incredibly traumatic. And so, like, telling myself, like, yeah, I'm worthy of being here. Yeah. I'm worthy of living my life. And I deserve to. For my donor as well. Yeah. His sacrifice. Yeah. Everything, too. So, I do and it's so much bigger than me at this point like and I had so much survivor's remorse too after my transplant for your donor for my donor um I didn't meet him I didn't know him I just knew a little I know a few details yeah I know it was a young man my age at the time 24 23 and he lived in San Francisco and that's all I knew and I knew he was on life support Okay. So it was either, and I was down to it. Like I said, I felt like all I had with my, was my breath. Mm-hmm. And so it was either going to be me or him in those moments. Like he could have come out of life support at some point maybe. Wow. And I just thought like he had family, I'm sure. He had a life. Like why me? Yeah. Like, and I had to really come to peace with that. I just said, I just remember one night just bursting into tears and just all I could say was like thank you to him like and it was like I said thank you so much I'm so sorry I'm so sorry to your family and I'm just it took me a long time to get to that point because there was just so much going on yeah but I did have a moment of that and like it was just so hard and then it was like no I have to live my best life yeah he to for honor the, that to sacrifice. honor that sacrifice in his life and um, make sure that I I do so much more with this second chance yeah. and um, live it to the fullest and yeah. enjoy enjoy it and no matter what I'm kind of going through so that was like a big thing too that's so beautiful thank you yeah. yeah I love that you do your affirmations while you're staring at yourself in the yeah mirror. yeah yeah that's so powerful yeah I'll go days without looking at me. No, you have to. I it's not <laughs> No, even... I don't avoid it. I just yeah, I'm like it's it go happens. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I get that hundred percent. And there's only a mirror in the bathroom <laughs> and 
it's like we're in and we're out there you know oh i have one of those dinky little (laughs) wall ones that's just kind of like flimsy the mirror is almost like falling out of the frame but i don't even hang it up it's just sitting down on my wall yeah and i just kind of talk to myself or i'll put a youtube video on for background but i spend that time and i just kind of and i look into my eyes like it's it was hard it was hard at first i couldn't do it at first because i was just like you know go 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 with it but i've really made it this thing where it's like no i'm gonna look into my own eyes be confident and be assertive with myself Mm -hmm. and hold myself accountable to do this yeah and make time to feel good because I'm worthy of feeling good yes and I deserve to feel good yes so being worthy and feeling deserving are two new things I'm dancing with Mm -hmm. I've been I've been walking that journey intentionally for about 10 years at least oh yeah yeah. so it's it's an interesting journey unpacking all that and it's like well why don't I yeah (laughs) you know all of that absolutely um do you have words around your mirror no so recently since that but oh man i wish i could like film my old room Mm -hmm. i had so many and i would like there was i wish i took pictures because i can't even remember half the stuff that was (laughs) on it i remember and still was above my mirror it was the first thing i looked at Mm -hmm. when i opened my eyes i had it right in front of my bed above the mirror and it was just say and still i'm here Mm -hmm. with everything i went through and still I'm getting up and doing this discontinuing with my day. Yeah. And then I got it tattooed on me. <laughs> so it says, and still I'm here. Aww. Like, liver transplants cut open twice, da-da-da. I'm still here. Yeah. That was one. And then, um, what was another one? I'm trying to think of all of them. But they truly saved my life. One was um, calm but ready. That mm. was one. And then it says... I just that's what I'm saying those things were so dense yeah some of the words and quotes and saying were just so heavy and I'm like I would see it somewhere I'm like write it down because there's no way you're writing <laughs> and then I just took like just regular plain white paper and just a bunch of like um markers my nephew had around the house and yeah. I just like wrote like crazy just yeah. writing on them and just taping them all over my room and it looked like a crazy person's room with just all these... Like a beautiful mind. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> oh my gosh. And I had them from f- like ceiling to floor all around me. I love that. And it was just, I would wake up and see these words and I just look at them and just really embrace them. And just, this was, I always worded it like this. This is my higher self. Mm-hmm. I need talking to me. I need to harness what she's saying and write it down. And I always thought like, I always think of this, like, there's a version of me in the future, Mm -hmm. and I picture her, and this is what I want her to be, and this is what I want her to aspire to be, Yeah, and that this is her telling me all this stuff, Wow. and I need to, like, write it down, and then I have this version of me that's an old lady, Yeah, and I want to make her proud. And I want to make, like, me in my, like, 60s or 50s. Yeah. That I'm working so hard right now to rewire my brain, heal my nervous system, so she can be happy, healthy, and proud of, like, everything I did. Mm -hmm. So I really work towards her. That's so beautiful. Yeah, and I just want to make sure she feels good and she's... And it's still me. Yeah. But... And also doing a lot of inner child healing, too. Mm -hmm. Like, taking care of the person I'm going to be 
and taking the person taking care of the person I was yeah and going back and giving that girl a hug yes because she went through so much mm-hmm. and she's still here yeah and taking the time to give myself hugs now because I'm here now too yeah. so just taking care of those three girls yeah and lady <laughs> is what I kind of try to do and make sure that they I'm taking care of them now because yeah. I'm older and like you have kids mm-hmm. and everything and you want to treat yourself as you want what we would want for your own daughters yeah. and your own kids yeah you know so what you wish for them would do for yourself too you know yeah <laughs> I would say that is a big one wow yeah I think you're a writer Mm. I think it would be a huge contribution for you to share, like, just some of your insights and wisdoms that you've... um, So many people have told me, friends, were like, if you don't write a book about your life, mm -hmm. we will. Right. And I'm just like, I'm I'm gonna, I have to do it. It's just a matter of, like, starting. Well, I'm glad you're a yoga teacher because (laughs) even just being in a room Mm. and sharing your energy in that way Mm. and whatever you know, theme or intention there is for those 80 minutes or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. is so, such a gift yeah. to people. Yeah. And I think everyone has a story mm-hmm. and I think anyone can inspire someone. Everyone goes through it. And I think some people go through more than others. And I think it's like, and I do have so much to share. I feel like, cause it's like, I'm here and I'm feel personally like I'm thriving right now and it's like I just want to give this away I want to give all this wisdom I've I like to say earned yeah through (laughs) life experience fought for fought for and worked really hard to have I think so many people can benefit from so many things and I'm just like everyone's like oh you're so funny I'm like thanks it's all the trauma (laughs) and all that so laugh at my pain yeah and it's um I think now I'm able to Cause there was a one point where I was just so angry at it mm-hmm. and just with everything I've done to heal myself and everything, I feel like I'm in a good place where I can really share that. Yeah. So, and this is the first time I'm doing it and yeah. I'm just so grateful and excited Yay. that you invited me and yes. I love it. And it's been so great. Like just even like, I know a big thing in yoga I struggled with was my voice mm-hmm. and I would ask all the teachers even Mary like how do I you know I can't even say it now like how do I find my voice Mm -hmm. how do I project my voice how do I get comfortable with my voice yeah and I've been getting there and all that like it was just being silenced your whole life and not having any say in what was going to happen to you really kind of pushes it down a little bit because it's like I have no control like what am I going to say that's going to change this but you can like you really can you can change you can rewire your brain to think differently yes and all that it's just work you have to put in the work worthiness extends to you know my words are valuable oh yeah they're worth being heard absolutely you know all of it especially when like I would say my love language is um the words you know positive affirmations of Mm -hmm. words and I've been a writer and I listen to people and what they're saying and there's so much meaning in just one sentence when someone is saying something Mm -hmm. so I'm like I love to listen to people talk and 
yeah words carry so much yeah. and I think they can really change someone's life yes. too so yeah absolutely um so I did want to go back I had another question that yeah, I forgot yeah. to ask earlier so you were talking about your journey through kind of your childhood Mm -hmm. and you said there was like a five or six year period there where you were okay Mm -hmm. before your junior year of high school Mm -hmm. what do you think contributed to like that okayness in Mm -hmm. your body I say I was young okay I was pretty young and I was consistent with medication I was taking my medication I wasn't being affected by the side effects as much okay I always had certain side effects like the thinning of my bones was always a big one but I wasn't the biggest thing for me was energy Mm -hmm. like um I had the energy and that always just made me feel good like having being able to go outside hang out with my friends being able to do schoolwork and like it was I think from part of middle school to like high school Mm -hmm. where like you know you're young you're a teen and you're just like going to the mall going to movies and you're not like stressed about too much you're carefree you're carefree Mm -hmm. and despite like not being having autoimmune I just had the energy I was in a good place with my health I would still have doctor's appointments and blood work and all that but I remember being like so happy I went to prom I had the best prom it's still one of the best like top five moments funnest times of my life and it was just so fun and easy. I felt really good in my body and my skin. And mm-hmm. I was like, I had great friends who made me laugh all the time. So like, I still like a few of them I'm still with and they were just amazing throughout my transplant and supportive and just always there. And, but yeah, those few years, I think I just had good energy and nice. it hadn't affected me yeah. that badly. So it was, um, I would say that's, yeah, it was under control at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what the biggest thing they said was, like, um, my doctors, they said, like, the best thing we can do right now for you is just manage it. Yeah. Like, manage your, like, keep your blood work steady or your, um, everything else just steady with medication and it was working. Wow. So I think it was just, like, managing symptoms and all that stuff was really good at that point and then I think when I was like 17 or 18 it just got it everything changed I think it just was like okay stuff is starting to happen now we knew this would happen Mm -hmm. we're kind of just waiting at this point yeah and eventually it did so that's how it kind of went down but yeah it was always trust yeah yeah and I had plans I had like I was gonna go to ASU I was gonna do psychology I love mm-hmm. like I was I wanted to be a therapist or a counselor or a psychologist I just wanted to get into the mind yeah and yeah I had big plans you know and I would say God had different plans so I was really just hurt about that like yeah. I had this whole like and then when I got into everything it was just like what's the point I'm not I couldn't even think about the future I had so much going on yeah where it was just like day to day day to day like literally I was worried at one point I was worried about like the next five minutes right yeah like how am I gonna get through the next five minutes yeah whether it was getting a pick line in an IV in both arms and I'm just like okay they're like okay it's time to eat and I'm like 
okay, let's just think about how I'm gonna get this food in my mouth and stuff. So it was just like, yeah, like literally it was about like the next five minutes at some, some days. Wow. So, but now like yoga and I had just, and I'm like, I went so many years, I went so many years without even driving because it was just like turning the wheel. It's all core. So I couldn't even drive for so long. And I'm just, I felt like I was just taking up space. That I wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. And I had, like, guilt and shame around that. And so it just, again, it came back to, like, purpose and finding what that means. And feeling worthy and what that means to me. And just really not taking in what society or the world or even what I've projected onto myself of my expectations. Mm -hmm. It's like, calm down. You've been through a lot. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. Compassion. And it's like, and it was almost like, go, go, go. Like, what's next? What's next? And I'm like, no, just worry about getting healthy. Yeah. Worry about getting strong. Everything else will fall into place once you do that. So that's why I just started doing yoga, but it became purpose. Yeah. So it was, now I have this new chapter that I'm doing the things I'm able to do on my time, my terms, and with peace and a healthy outlook on it and everything so that's been like a whole flip in my life plans Mm -hmm. but I couldn't be more grateful for the people I have around me now and how good I feel about like I did that like yeah yeah, other people like I was always had this thing about going to school Mm -hmm. and finishing college and getting this degree and making something of it and it's like no like I think I'm all right I had a liver transplant and it like so many people can get degrees and do that but not everyone can handle Mm. a liver transplant yeah twice over so I always say like I did that and I'm still here yeah so that's my biggest thing like and now I have fun with it and I love it so much like I had a cousin who was like oh I had my appendix removed and it was like so hard and I'm like oh that's so cute not to like dismiss it or like make fun of it but it was just so funny I was just clowning on him mm-hmm. but I was like oh that's adorable and he was like oh and I'm like I'm just teasing you but you know yeah yeah because it was a lot it was a lot so now I have a lot of fun with it and like um I just make make fun of it now and yeah I have fun with it and and anytime, like, I always say this is, like, my scar. I was, like, this is a thing they do in UFC for their belt. Yeah. And I just do it, like, this is my belt. <laughs> this is my championship nice. belt. And I have it permanently. So I was just kind of flip it and re- re- make it very empowering now. Yeah. So totally. even just, like, autoimmune, like, the things, it, and it's invisible. Mm-hmm. That's another thing with it. And sometimes when things are hard or people are giving me a hard time about something, I'm, like, I wish my scar was on my face Mm. so they would just back off and just you know yeah but when you have invisible illness I think people don't see it on you yeah and they think just because you say like oh I feel good today doesn't mean you feel good every day Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean you're still feeling good it means it probably means you're just feeling a little better than you did yesterday yeah you know some things like that and so 
I think another thing is like talking about autoimmune and invisible illness is like yeah. it'll just bring more awareness to people like hey be mindful you don't know what anyone someone's going through yeah at all ever like because ever because you just <clears throat> never ever know like you can't see it on people's faces yeah you know so yeah and like you know there's so many other things it could be chronic pain yeah. of my back or yeah. you just never know and it's not until like I experience mm-hmm. something painful where I'm like oh shit like, yeah you know or even like a migraine like yeah. I don't thank god like I don't experience headaches like that mm-hmm. uh, but my sister she gets migraines and she'll do like celery juice and it helps her out oh, but good. I'm just like yeah ouch like yeah. Oh, to yeah. just have to exist with that kind of constant pain yeah. in any form is like you just never know yeah what someone is experiencing and another thing I've noticed with autoimmune is like this happens to me where it's like I don't feel good sometimes mm. and I don't know if it's just because this is how I felt my whole life yeah where I constantly like ignore it like oh I'm so fatigued I'm so tired and then I'm like am I sick or like is this just mm, my this is just how I am yeah you know mm-hmm. so it's sometimes it gets hard to like find that like difference yeah because it's like well i have this this is autoimmune is this my autoimmune or am i actually like getting getting real sick oh so it's like that's always been like a struggle to kind of differentiate because like i can go a long time without feeling like i'm in pain when i'm in so much pain yeah because i'm like well this is normal for me this is kind of comes with this yeah and it's like no i think you need to go to the doctor i'm like i don't know do i this might go away in a day yeah because but then it's so that's what always happens to me it's like i'll go a long time without like realizing it and thinking it's something else and it's like you look really sick you should go and i'm like okay and then it's like oh i have a cold Mm -hmm. and then i'm just like oh so learning that too has been like interesting tough so i don't know if you ever feel that but it not yet (laughs) (laughs) we'll Um, see i um we were sick like two weeks ago. Yeah. And I had a flare up right before, and I was like, so there was that. Mm. And then we were sick, and then the girls caught pink eye, oh, no. which I had for like nine days. Oh. And the redness would not go away. Yeah. And then I, I was sleeping weird because I was trying to sleep with my head in like inclined up. Mm-hmm. So the like the congestion wouldn't go to my Good. ears and yeah. do an ear infection yeah. and so I ended up hurting my neck oh. <laughs> and I was like like this like just like I just give up yeah I just give up we're just gonna watch Netflix and do nothing yeah yeah and you guys can just eat chips for oh yeah <laughs> I feel like there are days where it's like I'm just not because I recently went through rejection mm-hmm. and my liver was rejecting and then I had to do IV treatments and whole blood work and just biopsies and it was just so it took up three weeks of my life and recovering from that too and I hadn't been used to it in a while because I was I had a good seven years Mm -hmm. five years post-transplant so I was like so emo I was like crying every day Mm. and I was just like I can't believe this why da 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 and I was just like it took me a lot to get to that, but I was like, okay, I can't control it again. I had to mm-hmm. do this all over again. And it's like, okay, now I'm going through this again. I have loads of knowledge this time. Mm-hmm. I've grown so much this time. 
and I can handle this better. And if I'm gonna go through this again, I can do it from a place of where I'm healed. Yeah. And I can do it on my terms. Because when you're young, it's like the adults around you that are like telling you how much medicine, this is what you need to do. You didn't really, under- I didn't really understand, I was a kid, yeah. what the medical terms and what they're telling me and what is actually going on. Now I have so much knowledge of it, where it's like, okay, I get to do this on my time, my terms, and I can respond how I want and mm-hmm. from a healthier place. And this time I had my partner with me and it was so amazing to have his support. Wow. And he really championed up and really was there for me. So that was a new thing too. Mm-hmm. I never had anyone, I never let anyone come and see this side of me. Yeah. And it was very, it's so vulnerable. You're literally, I was on all these steroids and they were just messing with my hormones. So one minute I was very mad at him or then I was like crying or then I was like feeling really emotional and then just, you just go through everything and the steroids drive you a little crazy. I was up all night. I was like shaky and just antsy and they were like, the medicine will do that to you. And I'm like, yeah. And I just needed help getting up and around. So he was really there and yeah, I got to do it from a place where I just wish I had, I think my only thing is now, growing up, I wish I had spirituality. Mm-hmm. I wish I had yoga. I wish I had more breath knowledge, but I think everything comes to you when you're ready for it. Yeah. And this time I think I would just switch my perspective in the certain moments where I was like, you're getting to do this again on your time and your terms and you can feel how you want to feel so that was the positive thing that came out of it it's almost like you get to rewrite that yeah yeah and I think just doing that I think is going to help me share a lot more with it because now I'm an adult yeah and it's coming to like this is something that's going to be a part of my life and I have to come to terms with it and I still haven't, I mean, I have, I know I have purpose. I know there's a reason why I went through all of this and it's probably to share my experience Mm -hmm. and help others who've kind of are going through something similar, whether it's remedies or just even talking or even sharing experiences and certain moments of hardship and all that. So it's like, I get to be someone that I wish I had Mm. in those moments, you know? So I think and that's going to heal the part of me that went through everything too. Yeah. Because in the process, I'm healing myself. That's really cool. By helping others heal certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Because you kind of relive it. Yeah, yeah. And reliving it, I think I can do now. Because yeah. now I'm just like a lot stronger than I was. Yeah. And I'm not there anymore. Yes. Like physically. I can visit those places emotionally. But I think... I can also keep that separation. Yeah. I don't have to physically relive the pain of everything. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the most powerful things for me about writing my story. Yeah. Is I get to rewrite it from a perspective of like victory. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And like and and I think it's good to honor, you know, the anger and rage mm-hmm. and resentment of like circumstances because yeah. it's like 
if you felt it, you felt it. Yeah, you know, it there's no valid. point in like suppressing anything. Yeah. And also, okay, well, what was awesome about it too? Mm-hmm. And what what strengths and and lessons and wisdom did I gain from the really challenging parts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when like I go back and rewrite something that was especially particularly hard mm-hmm. of my any part of life, yeah, it's just so cool to be able to like touch all the bases and mm. like hit all like the the hard stuff the, yeah the anger sadness like the the victory of it mm-hmm. and just like make it into a cool story yeah and it, so. I think so many people will resonate because every everyone has something mm-hmm. and I think even if it's not directly towards like whether it's like autoimmune or like health issues life itself like I think all this transcends into at least healing work mm-hmm. translates into anything anyone is going through whether it's like yeah agreed a death or like an end to a certain chapter or finding out a new health issue yeah and really learning to cope and going through the process of like grieving things like I had to grieve this life I had in my head mm. and that I never really got to pursue but I had to kind of grieve the idea that I've lost this yeah but also remember what I'm gonna gain I didn't know what I would gain at the time everything was like just like this black abyss yeah and I didn't have anything ahead of me but then day by day moment by moment like just not looking at big picture so much yeah and just narrowing it down by the next 10 minutes yeah what I'm gonna be doing then it's so hard when you're in the like just in the season of a really long hard season and each day kind of feels just like the one before and the one after it and it's such a gradual slow change Mm -hmm. and it's like you sometimes you just have to remind yourself I've been through hard stuff before at Mm -hmm. some point this will end oh yeah Yeah. and even though it doesn't feel like it's changing right now Mm -hmm. at some point it'll be different oh yeah it'll be better yeah and and that'll be a season. Oh, I'm glad, so glad you said that because I apply that to like everything yeah. in my life. Whether I'm like super lost in directions <laughs> or something. I'm like one time I had to like drop a friend off after work and my phone died. Mm-hmm. And I had no sense oh, of direction. No. <laughs> so I was like Where freaking out. Yeah, I was literally freaking out. And then I just like had to tell myself like, don't worry, I'll be home at some point. Yeah. Like I'll get home. Like. I'm not going to be out wandering around for, like, 20 years. hours, years, you know? So I'm like, I'll figure it out. I just have to find a familiar street and just go down that. That's and funny. so just like that, as an, like, I apply that so much to, like, every little thing. Yeah. Like, whether I'm, like, severely nauseous, I'll be like, give it an hour and you won't be. Like, you'll get out of it, Yeah. you know? Or as, like, women, we have really bad cramps. Or, like, and I'm just, like, this is the one. This is the one that's going to kill me. (laughs) This is the one. These are the ones that are going to, like, take my life. And then it's, like, I've had this a billion times. I'm going to get out of this. Mm -hmm. They eventually will fade. But I have those moments where I'm, like, this is the one that's going to take my life. Yeah. It's so painful. (laughs) And then I'm, like, then I'm out of it. Yeah. You know? And I'm, like, I did it. I did it. (laughs) I'm, like, okay, 30 more days, and I'm going to feel like this again. So it's just, like, getting in that like mindset of like this too shall pass yeah you know like it'll pass yeah and that's I don't even like to think like will it not like it's just it will and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that helped me with my transplant and Mm -hmm. just having this illness like whether it was like preparing like okay 
in 20 minutes they're gonna come do my IV and I hate getting IVs it's mm-hmm. the worst thing ever so I'd be like they'll come in it'll take 10 minutes they'll be done it's not gonna last forever so that really helps too like it's not forever yeah 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 definitely awesome well I'm so glad that you're in a good place now thank you I'm so, so glad much. that you had those years yeah in your youth where you just have so many like treasures of memories yeah and even if it's just you experienced it and it gives you a vision for more good to come yeah in your life yeah and um I wish you so much health yeah. in your body oh. and so much just joy in your heart yeah. and that you pursue all the things that you feel inspired to pursue oh, as they come. Thank you so much. Because you have so much strength and, you know, as you get the energy day by day. Yeah. And if you can either write or have a conversation or just breathe. Oh, thank um, you. You're just such a gift to this world. Thank you. And so, so are you. Like, you. I just remember you in class being so positive mm-hmm. and being so sweet. And I could just tell, like, you had such a big heart. Oh, like, massive. You. Like, I can <laughs> feel it. Oh. And I'm just so glad you're sharing and you're doing this because it's so inspiring. And um, and you're creating, I feel like, a space mm-hmm. for people to feel comfortable and safe because you have such a big heart Mm. that it can just that alone is so healing and you're putting that out in the world so I hope you keep it going and you share your story and you're holding such a beautiful space for someone else to share their story Mm. and that is such a gift so I think you sharing your heart is so important and needed Thank you. So I'm so happy we got to meet up and do it. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. It's such an honor. I just feel so privileged to be able to like walk into somebody's story with yeah. them. And I just, I'm just genuinely fascinated and like intrigued by like people's stories. Yeah. And it's so sacred. Like it, it I don't is. take it lightly. It's not like, yeah. you know, and it's never my place to like tell somebody else's story. Sure. Yeah. But like to be able to walk into somebody's story with them, it's like, oh, yeah. it's such an honor. And I think having a safe comfortable space to do it is like not everyone can do that Mm -hmm. so I think because of you're such an open sweet caring and you have so much empathy I think people will feel really willing to share and some things can come up that who knows someone might get so much from it yeah you know yeah so it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. And I'm so excited for it. Thank you. Yeah, in my mind, I'm like, how cool would it be to, like, just have a conversation with everybody from yeah, YTT and, like, keep I think, the party going? Yeah. Oh, that would be so you know? fun. Because I would love to know so much more about everybody. Because yes. we never really... I mean, we had space and time to do that. Mm-hmm. But, like, we are always in school. Mm-hmm. You know? So... Oh, and you I know hope, me, I love to ask questions, yeah. so I'm like, well, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, so I think you should, yeah, definitely, and it could just be like, we could even come in groups, I think. Ooh, That'd be yeah. cute, too. I know the community is like... So beautiful. Uh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having I me. So I loved it so much. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. I love you so much. 
thank you for being here um follow me on tiktok and instagram it's let's get woo woo podcast at both of those and this episode is sponsored today by divinedesignwork.com my business if you have a logo a dream a business a website that you want to create that you would like to hire somebody to create for you it would be my privilege and my honor to help you realize your dream your vision your work your sacred work whether you're a healer an entrepreneur a business you do a service a good whatever mark you are working towards leaving on this world i would be so honored to help you create the design for your logo create your website for you you can reach me also on instagram tiktok my website divine design work hashtag or not hashtag handle or.com thank you so much i love you have a beautiful day Mwah.